you're listening to The Swiss Connection, a Swiss Info production. I'm your host, Susan Masika, and today we're headed for the country. Some people say they ride to win a treasure they might never find. Some folks may pretend they've already found. On the stream there's young adult, the preacher and the bold. On the stream we're all the same, this is the Blueberry Mountain Train. Now how does a young lawyer from Zurich become an award-winning musician in Nashville? Today we speak to a man who's done just that packed his guitar, and headed to the mecca of country music in the middle of a global pandemic. Along the way, he has to deal with COVID measures and the politics of a new country. And he discovers what it's like to be a Swiss playing American music in Tennessee. I'm not a hillbilly. I will never become a hillbilly because I wasn't born a hillbilly. But what you can do is, I think you've got to play with this Swiss guy thing because people like this around here. That's Florian Fox. He's a country music singer-songwriter from Zurich. We caught up with him in a previous episode. Here's my colleague, Tom Stevens, talking to Florian when he released his first album with his former collaborator, Jesse. It was called I've Gone My Way. A lot of country music seems to be slightly yeah, melancholic, depressive. Somebody's been left, somebody's been dumped by a lover, somebody's been divorced, somebody's... Yeah, love hurts. What is it? Somebody said it's three chords in the truth. Isn't isn't that what country music is? Uh, I think that's that's a good saying, you know, three chords, uh, because country music usually works with three chords. And that's what makes it so lovely, because you can combine three chords with words in such versatile ways. Um, you can convey that many different feelings with it. That, that's what makes country music so special, you know. And um, as you said before, um, it's always about people getting left by somebody. And there's a saying in country music that if a truck driver wrote a song, he would be writing a song about his truck leaving him. <laughs> so Tom, that was you getting deep into the heart of country music in March of 2020. Why have you just spoken to Florian again? Haven't you got any new ideas? <laughs> well, obviously, a lot has changed in the past 12 months. And I recently got thinking about how artists and musicians were coping with the COVID pandemic and the various restrictions. There have basically been no public performances here since, what, April? So I thought I'd get back in touch with Florian and find out what he's been up to. I expected him to say that, like most people I know, like me as well, he'd been cooped up at home doing home office. He's a lawyer by day. And maybe by night, writing a few songs, maybe streaming them. I was very wrong. It turns out that he's had a really eventful year with some major life changes. We spoke via video chat at the end of January, and I started off by asking him where he was, thinking he'd be either at home or in the office. I am in Nashville, Tennessee right now. So I um, have been able to move to Nashville in, in August uh, 2020, and I've been there for six months now. Oh, wow. So that was the first of several surprises, but especially because I had wanted to travel to the US at exactly the same time in August 2020, but they weren't letting non-Americans in. For me, it was literally impossible. So you're saying that he's there illegally? No. As it turns out, he has a perfectly legal, if stressful, explanation. He'd been planning for a year or so to go to the States to do a postgraduate degree in law in Nashville at Vanderbilt University. And to tie that in with a recording project, everything was set up. The only problem was getting there. It wasn't looking good. And time was running out. 
I finally got the visa appointment in a lucky strike on the, I think it was the 22nd of July, and I had to move to the US on the 2nd of August. So I had virtually 10 days to pack up all my stuff, quit the job, quit the apartment and everything, and, and move to another continent. That was a pretty big surprise at the end, but it actually did work out. It worked on a, on a student visa. That was the reason I got in. That's crazy. 10 days to basically change your whole life. I'm not sure I could do that. But surely you can't just turn up in Nashville and walk into a studio and start recording, can you? Well, it worked for Elvis, um, although that might have been Memphis. But yeah, it probably wouldn't work for you or me. But Florian has connections. It's all about who you know. Exactly. In a nutshell, he knows the head of International Country Music Festival in Zurich, which is one of the biggest country festivals in the world. And a few years ago, this guy... Albie Matter, he put Florian in touch with a Nashville-based country music star and producer called Chuck Mead. They got talking about a possible recording project in Nashville, but it took a couple of years to sort out the logistics. Hang on, let's back up a bit here and get back to basics. How did Florian even get into country music? Well, he caught the bug when he was 15 on a family holiday to the US, the Southwest, Albuquerque, places like that. Then, when he was 18, he formed a band, the Black Barons, and he's been gigging ever since. Well, and he also has excellent English, which must have been a help. Well, yeah, you probably wouldn't know he was Swiss. He studied at the International School in Zurich, so he had a bilingual education. I think it's time for some music now. We'll talk about Florian's upcoming album later. But first, here's a snippet of a track from his first EP, Blueberry Mountain Train, which was released in January. This is Dream, My Jean. I found you Bounty on a ship in the sea I found you Dreaming the same lucky dream as me And you made me Dream, dream, dream with you And reach for the shooting stars above You made me dream, dream Dream My Jean by Florian Fox, who has changed not only continents, but also names. Yes. When I met him last year, he was still Florian Roth, R-O-T-H. I forgot to ask him why he chose Fox, but I did ask him what it was like touching down in Nashville, the mecca of country music. I remember when we spoke last, you told me that you'd been on a sort of road trip with your family when you were 15 around the Southwest, Route 66 and all that. Is this the first time you've been to Nashville? Yes, it's been the, the very first time in, in the South, really. Um, so not just in Nashville, but it's been the first time in this part of the US. Uh, um, I've been to New York and Boston and to the Midwest, as you mentioned, Tom, but I've never actually you know, got to know Texas, Louisiana, and most of all, Tennessee. So the, these are the sort of the states that I've been traveling through. Uh, I, I presume you flew in to Nashville, although I can imagine you, you should have come in on maybe a freight train, hitchhiking with your, just with your guitar. And that's what Chris Christopherson would do, right? <laughs> I am absolutely sure Chris Christopherson would be doing that. But what was it like when you arrived at Nashville International Airport, this holy place for country musicians? You know, I had, a, I had some mixed feelings about it. You know, on the one hand, I was absolutely thrilled that this whole thing worked out because I couldn't really believe that this worked until the moment I stepped out of the entrance hall of the airport. 
because I, I was sort of prepared because of the whole COVID situation. But even though I had a visa, I didn't have a guarantee that I would get into the US. So they could still turn me around at the airport. So um, I was sort of prepared to go back, you know, and when I stepped out into the city, that was just an amazing moment. And I had not expected this for a very long time. It's like a dream come true, right? And on the other hand, I remember the feeling I had when I was on the plane still, and I was flying into Nashville, you know, just uh, doing some circles with the airplane before we could actually land. I was thinking to myself, am I actually crazy? You know, am I, have I gone nuts doing this during a pandemic, during the world's crisis here, and just on my own? You know, I was pretty much on my own there. It was definitely a, a big thrill. So you arrived in August. And in October, so two months later, you won the award for outstanding live performance at the Texas Sounds International Country Music Award. Congratulations on that. But how did you Thanks do that? And how, how, you, how do you perform live during a pandemic? It's been a big surprise, too. The organizer of the event, it was a talent scout whom I got to know via Facebook. And he wrote to me about a year in advance where they wanted to play. Um, in Texas at the award show. And at that point, of course, COVID wasn't a topic. Uh, and so we thought that would be kind of a smooth process. And I'll just fly in and shoot in, shoot out. You know, As a matter of fact, I think Texas is more liberal as regards COVID measures than many other states, especially the northern states. And in that county where the concert took place, that's Jefferson, Texas, they didn't have any active cases at that point, so uh, or, or one or two. So it felt like a safe place and, and people were moving around rather normally. I think it depends very much, or it depended at that point in time, it depended a lot where you went. So it was kind of an, a concert that felt almost normal, except for people wearing masks. And what's it like now? I mean, here in Switzerland, cultural venues have been shut since April, pretty much. I think the US is sort of taking a very different approach to it because venues have been open since April or May. They've been reopening even before I came to the U.S. So especially in Tennessee, Nashville, the Broadway venues, they're open. Some, have, some do have some opening hours restrictions. They close early. But you see bands performing. You see people going to these places. You see people behaving sensibly most of the time, um, keeping their distance and wearing their masks. So I'm, I'm far away from judging any of these policies. I just think every country has to find a kind of a, a balance between protecting people and shutting down the economy. I think the U.S. is just, or Tennessee is doing a, a different judgment that Switzerland is doing right at the moment now. You must know a few professional musicians, semi-professional musicians here in Switzerland. You know, how are they, what's life like for them? How, how are they coping with uh, the situation? Yeah, I think it's been very harsh on them. Because, you know, now, especially since it's the second shutdown, and there were some hopes during the summer. I mean, the, the spring 2020 shutdown had been a shock for everybody, but a shock and sort of a feeling that it's going to pass within a few months and it's going to be back to normal at some stage. And the summers gave us a lot of hopes, gave them a lot of hopes that um, we had almost zero cases at that point. And when everything came back in October and November, and the numbers were surging again, um, I think that sort of paralyzed a lot of people. But I still see lots of energy and determination with my friends, with my colleagues uh, back in, in Switzerland. They do, I think they're doing a fantastic job in live streaming. They're keeping their audience interested. They're feeding 
um, people new music and they're putting out these great new projects. I really, really admire this. And I hope that the second shutdown will go by quickly and we're going to have some relief with a vaccine. So um, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that venues are going to be open towards the spring. We're keeping our fingers crossed here too. It's been so long since I went to a museum or a concert or any kind of a show. Me too. Well, they got really unlucky because they were meant to be launching I've Gone My Way, their first record, at a concert in Zurich on April the 4th. I had tickets to go. But about two weeks before the gig, the government banned public gatherings of, I think it was 50 people. So they were basically forced to cancel the launch concert. So they ended up streaming a concert in May. You can find it on YouTube. Flo and Jesse, I've Gone My Way. And it sounds like Florian's been incredibly busy since then, not just organizing a move across the Atlantic, but also writing and recording quite a bit of music. Yeah, Blue Ree Mountain Train, we heard a bit from that a minute ago, was recorded in Switzerland last summer. Blue Berry Mountain, eh? Now, what goes on up there? Is it kind of like a big version of Blueberry Hill? I've got no idea. I had to look it up, but it's in Maine, so northeastern America. Oh, yeah. And the state of Maine is really very well known for its blueberries. Sounds very nice, though. Blue Ree Mountain Train. Matterhorn cable car doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Anyway, Florian told me the EP is a sort of bridge between his old Swiss-based music and his new Nashville-based music. It's a personal and musical journey. And he's also been working on a full-length album. That's going to come out in the second half of this year. Most of that's already been recorded in Nashville. And does he record all the music himself? Yeah. Of the four tracks on Blueberry Mountain Train, he composed three of them. The one cover is Big River by Florian's idol, Johnny Cash. Then I put me to St. Louis later on down the river. Freda said she's bitter, but she's gone, boy, she's gone. And then I found a trail in Memphis, but she just walked to the bluff. It's a few eyebrows and then she went all down alone Now won't you batter down my Baton Rouge River Queen Rollin' on Take that woman on down to New Orleans New Orleans gone I've had enough of my blues and the gold He really does sound a lot like Johnny Cash Yeah, he's got a very similar voice But it's interesting because he's obviously not a Johnny Cash tribute act He's a talented guy, a very talented guy from Zurich who simply loves country music and can write and perform it very well. But he will always be a guy from Zurich. But he doesn't necessarily see that as a problem. He thinks it could even work to his advantage. As you say, you've done a rebranding. You're now Florian Fox. When you're singing, you sound American. Your name, Florian Fox, that could be American. Now, I know you're not deliberately hiding your Swissness, but... um, is your plan basically to pass for a for an American? You don't market yourself as Florian Fox from Switzerland or or um, Swiss country singer Florian Fox because that, that would be a, one way of standing out, I guess. But maybe you don't want to go down that that route. I think you can't hide yourself. I mean, you can't do that, right? Um, there's a famous person in country music who said, "You just have to be honest about who you are, what you do." And that's the way, that's the path to success because people realize when they're lying. You know, I'm, I'm not a hillbilly. I will never become a hillbilly because I wasn't born a hillbilly. That's what Chuck Mead said to me. You know, um, but what you can do is I think you, you've got to play with this Swiss guy thing because people like this around here. They're pretty, uh, you know, interested in, in a Swiss guy coming from Europe, getting to the, into the US. How the hell did he do that and why? The heck is he 
doing country music. You know, I think it, it's it's better not to hide this. But of course, I'm trying to be authentic. I'm trying to um, to sing like like country singers and, and the hillbillies. And of course, but you'll always realize I'm coming from somewhere else. But that's sort of what perhaps makes the attractiveness of, of the sound, which sets it apart as well. And back in Switzerland, I think it's also great for people to to see that one of them is going to the US is making these experiences and taking them back to Switzerland at some point and sharing them with the audience and giving them some first-hand insights on this world. How do you stand out in Nashville? I mean, I imagine that Nashville must be crawling with aspiring young country musicians, a bit like LA and, and actors. How does one stand out in a really competitive field? Usual thing of talent, hard work, and, and luck. <laughs> I think that's not a bad formula. You know, um, on the one hand, you need luck. You always need a little bit of luck in life. Yeah. And on the other hand, of course, you need some talent. You need both. Um, but I think a lot of it has got to do with being respectful, being mindful of how you interact with people, um, how you interact with your audience, how you interact with organizers of events and your fellow musicians. If you're a respectful person, solid business mind as well, I think that helps you a lot if you if you have a very professional attitude towards it. That helps you because people take you seriously, um, even though you come from a totally different place. And it, yeah, as, I mean, you need the brand. You know, some guy coming from... Somewhere they these people have never been to, you know, most people from Nashville have never been it's to Switzerland. So it's something special, but make out something out of it, make a brand out of it. That's that's what it's about. Obviously, it's an exceptional time at the moment. But what is Nashville like? Is it, is it the streets and bars are still fairly lively by the sounds of it? I wouldn't say I'm going down, you know, seeing shows downtown very often um, because I'm trying to limit my as everyone like everyone i'm trying to limit my contacts a little and my exposure of course to to a necessary minimum but when i'm when i'm down on broadway or on city center i think it's not quite as crowded as it usually would be and i can't say this from my own experience because i only know nashville from covid times but from what i've heard from people who've lived here for a very long time it, it used to be extremely crowded and I've seen the pictures too. So right now it's relatively quiet, but it's still got quite a few people around. Okay. I mean, it's not a massive city. I, I had to look it up. It's, it's got about 700,000 people. So that's double double Zurich, more or less. Does it feel like that? You know, bigger than Zurich, but still relatively intimate and easy to get around? Absolutely. People have told me that Nashville has been growing over the last few years. It has been growing enormously. But at the same time, still... It's a city that you can navigate pretty easily. It has got big roads. You know, you'll find a parking space everywhere. And and it's just, it's, everything's very accessible. It's short distance. That's very nice about the city. But what, what you can see, it's more spread out. You know, it's, it's less dense than Zurich is in the center. And it's less historic, of course. You don't have these very, very old buildings. You have Broadway, you have the Ryman Auditorium, but that's relatively young compared to Swiss um, infrastructure. Speaking of comparisons, I'm curious what kind of opportunities there are for Florian to perform in Switzerland. Is there much of a market for country music in his homeland? Certainly is. The International Country Music Festival in Zurich is the largest festival of its kind outside North America. 
It's been cancelled for 2021, but it normally attracts tens of thousands of fans from around the world, but especially Switzerland and Europe, for seven weeks of country, rock and roll, hillbilly, bluegrass, and more. Florian's played there many times. This is what he told me last year. I think it's one of the very unique venues in Switzerland because it truly conveys the country music spirit very well. And it's sort of the Swiss Grand Ole Opry. It has this sort of classic elegance about it. It's not just a, uh, one of these festivals way out in the countryside, but it's sort of more urban. And um, it's fascinating to play there because you've got that many people in one room. There's a large audience. It's about 700 to 800 people uh, one evening. And you usually get to play the four very famous U.S. country acts. So it's always a great honor to be there and a great pleasure to play. So the Swiss obviously love country music. Where does this connection between Switzerland and country music come from? Well, I think it's a question of lifestyle. You know, the Swiss, they like freedom. They like liberty. And that's just something that the Americans love as well. So the large countryside. And um, I think the American way of life, especially in the countryside, is something that inspires a lot of Swiss people because we are sort of um, very limited in space here. So we have small cities uh, and lots of villages, but little free space, right? And so it's this dream that many people have about going out, riding on a highway, listening to this music that sort of conveys this freedom. But of course, the Swiss market is a lot smaller than the American one. And there are obviously many other differences. When Florian and I spoke a few weeks ago, I asked him what it was like to be in the US for the recent presidential election, which is very different from the elections in Switzerland. You're sitting in Nashville and you read about this um, this going on up in Washington. Sometimes you're just very glad you don't live in the capital. You feel the tensions, but uh, you, I'm very happy to have been in a smaller town at that um, point in time. But of course, uh, the elections have marked historic time in I think in the evolution of, of the US as as a state because you can feel a great division um, in, in the population you can feel a division even in the artist scene so um, uh, there's a big gap or a rift going through society but your your work is apolitical you don't you don't get involved in in your lyrics in, in politics it's more general themes love love God murder that's <laughs> that's what Johnny Cash used to say. Well, I don't really understand my work to be, can you say this? I mean, somebody once said every song is political, and it probably some way is, but I'm not trying to be a political activist because, you know, I'm doing country music and making a political statement and playing country music, that sort of feels a little wrong because I'm coming here as still as a foreigner, you know, and Making political statements in my in my country songs produced in Nashville would be sort of like coming here, just getting involved in a political st- discussion, which I don't really understand as as, as much as uh, if I had been a native here, right? And so it doesn't quite feel right. Have, have you bumped into any other Swiss? Did you actually know that there is a Swiss Society of Nashville? I, I just looked them up. They're apparently one of the oldest Swiss clubs in the U.S., going back to 1857. You go oh, wow. Go and do a gig there when you when things get back to normal. That would definitely be a good idea, Tom. <laughs> Seventy five members. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got to check that out. I didn't know that actually. I've been so busy dealing with Americans, so I didn't, you know, link up with the with the Swiss uh, so far. I'm going to check that out next. But I guess when travel restrictions are lifted, you will be coming back to Switzerland from time to time, giving concerts. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, one shouldn't forget that I have two professions, right? My main profession is and will be uh, an attorney at law. So um, that's that's what I'll be doing when I, I'll get back to Switzerland in June. And um, I will continue my work um, in Zurich and sort of pursue this hybrid model. This year has given me an enormous chance to establish myself as an artist, as a solo artist, as a solo act, um, not just in Switzerland, but also in the US. And I've been able to connect with many, many people um, that are able to get, get me to, to be part of this world, of this country music um, circus, so to say. And what I'm going to live in the future is like a hybrid model. I will be coming back to Nashville probably every year for a few weeks to perform, to record, um, to fresh up the old relationships that I established. So it's going to be a very dynamic kind of thing. That's what I'm trying to do here is establish an international act, uh, Switzerland-based. But, you know, there's many Texas bands who um, travel to Switzerland every summer to play gigs and go back in the, in the fall. So um, there's many artists doing this kind of tour that I'm planning on. But surely there must be a small part of you that if, your career really does explodes in a, in a good way you would think oh, okay i'm going to go 100 percent full-time professional musician stay in nashville go native <laughs> <laughs> there's two aspects to this first of all i'm 28 years old which seems very young at the same time it's i started out when i was 18 and so there's 10 years uh, in between and of course, yeah, you can say I focused mainly on my education during these years. And so I didn't really invest as much in my musical career as I did now. And there's certainly a possibility that I could, you know, make this my main profession. But I just I just think in the long run, I feel too connected to Switzerland, to my roots. I think I couldn't really stay here for the rest of my life just because I'm very connected. I have family, I have friends, I have yeah, a lot of gig connections too. And and it's just, yeah, it's a good life in, in Switzerland. You know, you have Lake Zurich, you have a historic town, um, you have the mountains in, in short reach. So perhaps I think I, I might miss that after a while. But, you know, it's it's great to have the best of two worlds. That's that's what, I, what, what I'm convinced about. So this move to Nashville, it was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, no regrets. Absolutely not. No, I think it was the perfect move. I mean, Things rarely turn out the way you plan, right? And so I didn't plan on going to Nashville during a pandemic. But as a matter of fact, it turned out to be a very lucky strike. Because on the one hand, I'm pretty much on my own. You know, I'm pretty the only one who got into this town at this time. So that gives me kind of a sort of like a little monopoly, uh, which is cool just to establish yourself. And on the other hand, I couldn't play live as much as I would would have wanted to. But... On the other hand, I got to play with my producer, and, and my producer had a lot more time, um, could invest a lot more time in my um, album than he would have been able to do when I had come in, um, in normal times because he, he was playing shows you know, all the time. So and I feel very privileged about um, coming here this year. How would you sum up your five months so far in, in Nashville? I would say they've been extremely intense. I've been pushing my personal borders, boundaries. I've been pushing my musical boundaries as well. Um, it's made me grow enormously. 
just you know being resilient being determined about what you want you won't get any, anything for free or you won't get anywhere unless you really want it and you really push forward and get people on board you know get them to help you be kind to them but you know get some favors too and that's the way you promote yourself you promote your music it's it's more of a it's a school of life and of course it's been extremely intense recording the album winning the award in texas has been absolutely thrilling amazing i didn't didn't expect that and so it's just been an absolutely fascinating time and i'm really looking forward to, to the five months to come that was florian fox And it's so interesting to hear him talk about actually almost benefiting from the pandemic. And also hearing his very strong attachment to Zurich in Switzerland. And for anybody who's new to this podcast, we recently did a three-part series on nostalgia. So check it out when you've got time. And you can also listen to Tom's pre-pandemic chat with Florian in our archive, wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can also Google, it's called The Sound of Nashville with a Swiss Twist. And for more information on Florian and the music you've just heard, go to florianfox.com or florianfox.music on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks a lot, Tom. Great idea to check in with Florian again and to get that incredible story. Pleasure. Thank you. I think we need some more music. Well, I do take requests. So to play us out, here's the title track from Blueberry Mountain Train. Let me teach you all a lesson. You'd rather pick a Smith than a Wesson No, to keep you from riding on this train And should you ever get off of a ticket Jump away and you jump fast On this train there's sorrow and pain That says the Blueberry Mountain Train Ooh, the Blueberry Mountain Train It don't have no station No stop for Richmond to Maine Train. Once you start arriving, there's no escape from Blueberry Train. Have you got a story you think we should share here on the Swiss Connection? We'd love to hear about it. Get in touch in the comments or on social media. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It really helps people find our show. This episode was co-produced by Tom Stevens and me, Susan Masika. The country music is by Florian Fox. Our theme music is by Swiss Info's Michele Andina. And our sound engineer is Danny Wheeler. You've been listening to The Swiss Connection. Hello, I'm Imogen Folks from Swiss Info's Inside Geneva podcast. On February 24th, 2022, Russia attacked Ukraine. The invasion caused Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II. And during the year-long conflict, 
tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people, soldiers and civilians, have been killed. Over the past year, a number of episodes of Inside Geneva have looked at the heavy humanitarian toll of the war and its wider implications for the world. We've been joined by historians and international human rights experts to ask about the background to the invasion. We've talked to major UN aid agencies about how the war in Ukraine is impacting other humanitarian crises. And we've asked if sanctions or war crimes investigations can stop or at least limit this conflict. If you're particularly concerned by the war in Ukraine, do listen to these episodes. You can find Inside Geneva, free to listen, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google and all your usual podcast apps.